Greetings once again, gamers. I'm Ben Ross, and you're listening to part two of our special Thanksgiving tribute to VGM podcasters. If you're just joining us and you haven't listened to part one, what are you even doing? Uh, no, but seriously, go back. It'll give you a little bit of context. And we are going to be starting things off today with the last three shows that The Messenger joined me to talk about. So if the beginning seems to be a little bit out of the blue, I actually decided to cut off in the middle of the six shows that he joined me to talk about, just to even out the time and the music a little bit on these two parts. I want to thank everyone again who joined me, who helped me out with this, and I want to thank once again all of the podcasters. I also want to mention again one more time that if you're cherry-picking in these episodes, that is perfectly fine. If you're just going to go through and listen to the parts of the show that are about the podcasters you already know and love, I mean, that's it's really just a celebration of them. So I want you to listen in a way that is going to enhance your appreciation as much as possible. But if you listen to everything, once again, also, thank you. And you might discover something else that you enjoy that you maybe hadn't heard of before. But anyway, I already rambled enough on part one, so let's go ahead and get into the rest of my interviews with The Messenger. Alex, let's talk about another show that is uh, special to both of us, I know. Um, I actually recently hosted on this, uh, guest hosted on this show, and I think that you are um, in line to do it somewhere down the road. Uh, we are talking about BG Mania, hosted by... Brian Clutter. And BG Mania is kind of a special case. One of the things that separates it from a lot of other shows is that it is one of several podcasts that Brian and his friends do under the umbrella of Level Down Games, which is their entertainment-focused media company. They do reviews, reactions. I think they've done some Let's Plays before or some some Twitch streams. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Dan on uh, the Level Down Games podcast does a lot of Twitch streams. But BG Mania is the one that is closest to my heart because it is the one that is all about video game music. He's had some uh, shakeups with the hosts lately and is starting kind of a kind of a new thing. His uh, partner, Jessica, actually frequently joins him now as a co-host for the show. As I mentioned, I've been on there, and a couple of our other friends are slated to join him as well. Uh, Alex, give us some words. I think BG Mania is a pretty cool podcast. Brian, he has this energy to him that I don't really hear elsewhere, especially when he had his former co-host. I, I thought they had really good chemistry. They really did. And, you know, hosts come and go. Uh, BG Mania is not the first show to lose a longtime host. I know that... Uh, VG Empire had some kind of long-running hosts that kind of cycled in and out along with Brett. And so BG Mania is in good company there. And, um, you know, sometimes hosts go their separate ways. But, yeah, that, the chemistry that, that they had was undeniable. And it's been impressive to hear Brian be able to carry that energy through to a new – to kind of a new era. Because I know when a lot of a lot of times when that happens, um, you know, shows tend to fizzle out. But – if anything, BG Mania seems to be growing even more. Yeah, I definitely like the new direction that it's going. And 
what's been pretty nuts is that we've been getting not just one, but two episodes every week. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's been starting a, a new thing, which, again, nobody else is doing, uh, kind of like Lee with the, with the docu-interviews. The second show, well, how would you describe it? Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like a soundtrack focus. Sometimes it's kind of like a, a mini review of sorts. Yeah, like a musical review. It's yeah, it's just a kind of a shorter, almost like your show. It's generally shorter, um, kind of bite-sized, and it's it is more narrow and focused. And I like the idea of the uh, the musical review, um, which is not you know what that term means in its technical sense, but it's a it's a review from the website, but along with music from the game. The one they recently did with uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King was really really good. Yeah. And as longtime listeners of the show know, uh, one of Brian's favorite games, one that is closest to his heart, is World of Warcraft. And I don't remember when it came up in conversation, but I almost played the sort of opening, the original load screen for Vanilla Warcraft, which I knew that would be super nostalgic for him. But then I remembered that he actually mentioned to me one time as a recommendation to check out the song that we're going to play for him instead. This is from the fourth, I guess, uh, like expansion pack or whatever they're called for World of Warcraft, The Wrath of the Lich King. We're going to listen to, I think, the only vocal track of the night, maybe. I'll have to double check that. Y'all can spot check me. But the name of the song is Arthas, My Son.
And that was Arthas, my son, from World of Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King. That was for Brian from BG Mania. And thanks, man. Uh, thanks for all of the support that you've given to us and our shows. And uh, can't wait to see where your show goes from here. And moving on to another podcast that is actually also part of the network, this time the Geekade network of podcasts. We're going to talk about the Waveback Music Podcast. And I think I've been saying all the words up front first, so this time I'm going to give it to you. This is one that I actually discovered separately from you, but how did you find out about this show? Or uh, what do you like about it? Yeah, I don't totally remember how I found out about the show. <laughs> uh, that seems to be with a lot of these uh, VGM podcasts. I I would kind of randomly stumble upon them, or I would hear them from someone else. Mm-hmm. And I guess after probably uh, number 18 or 19, they start to run together, huh? <laughs> yeah. Waveback is a pretty cool show. Chris and Matt, they do a focus on a game, and... They would try to stuff as many songs as they can in these episodes, and yeah. they would generally have a bit of a playthrough through the entire soundtrack. You know, what's going on in the game, what the game's like. They would, yeah, they would talk about their history with the game, which a lot of times Chris has more than Matt, but that almost makes it that much cooler because it's, uh, you know, kind of a dynamic of this guy showing one of his friends this thing he really loves. And kind of like you said with Brian, Chris has an energy that is just – it's super optimistic and like just joyful about some of the music that he plays on the show. Yeah, and it's a show that it, – it's went through some co-host changes as well, and it's, it never really lost its energy. I mean when – sometimes when Chris was doing it solo, I thought it was good when he had Vicky – as his co-host, I thought it was really good. And Vicky was great. I want to say he's had Matt longer than Vicky, and it, they've been really good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has, and uh, yeah, they, they have a really good dynamic. And they have also both have a musical background, um, probably not quite as deep and definitely not as, I guess, uh, scholarly, maybe, as the Marcado Bros. But they do know their music, and so they're able to talk about the tracks not just from a game player's perspective, but from a musician's perspective. And that's really cool. I will say this. Uh, Waveback is one of my girlfriend's favorite uh, VGM podcasts. <laughs> I don't, for whatever reason, she really loves Waveback. And I can see why. Yeah, it, it's a really sweet show. And maybe that's kind of a weird way to put it. But there are a couple of shows on the list that... I, I enjoy all of the shows. Um, I would not have a show on this playlist tonight if I could not recommend it to somebody. I think that they all have wonderful things about them. But there are two shows specifically I can think of on the list that when they come out, they move right up to the top. Because I know that when I listen to them, I'm going to be enjoying myself, I'm going to be happy, and it's going to put me in a good mood. And that is Rhythm and Pixels and Wave Back. And it's for exactly the same reason that... There's just so much love in those shows, uh, just between the hosts, for the games, for the music, and it's just really, really infectious. So I guess what I'm saying is your girlfriend has good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think so, too. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, she's your girlfriend, so of course she has good taste. <laughs>
Um, but all right, before we, we start going all Chris and Matt on everybody and get too mushy, I'm going to go ahead and play their songs. And um, one of them is one – actually, both of these, I think, came from a, an episode they recently did where they played some of their favorite tunes of all time. And these two also happen to be songs I really, really love. One of them is Magnet Man from Rockman 3. Not playing the Mega Man 3 version because, number one, we actually just played it a couple of months ago on my Season 1 finale. Number two, Chris often likes to bring Famicom Disk System versions of games to the table. Now, I listened through to the Mega Man 3 and Rock 3 soundtracks, and I didn't hear a lot of difference. It's definitely not as stark as something like Zelda 2 or Castlevania 3. But, and Chris, if you're listening, tell me if you hear this too. I think there is some... There's an improvement in tone quality in the Magnet Man stage from Rock Band 3. Same composer, same song, everything, but give it a listen. And that will be followed up with one of our danciest tunes of the evening so far. One of Matt's favorite tracks and a fantastic take on just a classic jam. From Tetris 99, this is the main theme, the classic Tetris theme we all know and love, that plays when there are 50 players left. Enjoy. Magnet Man from Mega Man 3, followed by the main theme with 50 players left from Tetris 99. And now we are going to move on to the last show we are going to be talking about with The Messenger this evening. And this is one that uh, it's kind of special because these guys started not too long before you and I started our shows. It was all around the same time, which was also kind of around the same time that Volts started his show. So the last couple of years have been a pretty cool year for new podcasts. And of course, I'm talking about the VGM Lounge, 
hosted by Derek and, well, another Matt. I did not do that on purpose, but yeah, Derek and Matt from the VGM Lounge, following Chris and Matt from Wayback Podcast. <laughs> the VGM Lounge is a really cool show. Alex, did you find out about this when Derek uh, joined us in the VG Embassy Discord, or had, had you already learned about the show by then? Yeah, I already learned about the show. Uh, I remember this was a show that John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, told me about. So I went and checked it out, and I was like, hey, you know what? This show is a pretty good listen. I, I like it. Yeah, it is. You know, it's kind of, it's it's that formula that's been tried and true for a long time now, just two buddies talking about video games, or video game music, and to me, one of the things that really puts this show apart is just the host's taste. They have, um, every show kind of has its games that you know you'll probably hear something from. I think I said that right. Um, <laughs> uh, the games that you know eventually you'll hear something from it on this show. And the VGM Lounge has definitely made a name for itself with um, with Persona, the Chrono Games, Okami, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. You're, you're probably going to hear something from at least one of those games on every show. Yeah, I didn't even realize that uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon had really good music until I listened to that show. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, this is some really good stuff. I can't believe I've never heard of it. Yeah, and uh, I actually, I think that I showed Shukapau some songs from that I'd heard about from this show, and that's why he ended up checking out the game, and now he loves the music a whole lot. So, uh, Another thing I love about this show that is kind of different than the other ones is that Derek and Matt seem to have this almost this game they play with each other every week where they pick a theme, but they don't tell each other what the tracks are. And I'm really impressed about how they can kind of, you know, do that and keep the rhythm of the show going. And you get to hear them in real time sort of learning what the other one is playing. And then they kind of talk about why they picked it. And that's kind of a unique, unique take on things. Yeah, I I thought that was really cool. And I also dug the uh, season format of it being an adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Yeah. Tell us about that. So if I'm remembering correctly, the uh, the first episodes, I mean, it was just like you know, the beginning kind of stuff. They, I think they started off with a, an intro music show, so they played a lot of intro music, and then they would go to like different worlds, and and uh, towards the end of the season, they, I mean, they were doing like final boss music and. And all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was a beginning. Yeah, it was really cool. And an end. Yeah, and then in between, they were going to forests and meadows and mountains and oceans. And um, yeah, it was it was a really cool format. And I think that Derek said they're going to be going to more of a kind of the standard just grab bag of things. But there are a few things on my show that were inspired by things done by the VGM Lounge because I thought that they were they were cool. And uh, these two songs I'm going to play are also songs I would not have heard if it had not been for the VGM Lounge, because one of them is from a game I've never played before. Uh, I hadn't even really heard of it before it started getting more popular the last couple of years. And the other is from a game I have played a little bit of, but never beaten all the way through. We are going to listen to uh, Swivel from the Trials of Mana remake. This is Derek's song, and it is... Um, 
a really fantastic little number. I played it back on the Quarantimes episode, and I actually think that on that show I dedicated it to Derek, too. But um, it's okay. It's good enough to play twice, <laughs> and I know he loves it. The second one is one of Matt's favorites, and I know that because he put it on one of his top ten. He put it on this top ten list for their first season. It's also from one of the games that he loves the most of all, which is Okami. Uh, for Matt, I'm going to play the Nine Tails boss fight. Uh, two very different sounds. Um, let's see how they sound when they're put side by side. Here we go. Swivel from Trials of Mana Remake and Nine Tails from Okami. From the Trials of Mana Remake, Swivel, and from Okami, the Nine Tails boss fight. I think maybe it's called Battle Against the Demon God Nine Tails or something like that. Matt would know. <laughs> 
But Alex, man, thank you so much for joining me to talk about these six shows. They really are six of my favorites. Any uh, any final words for us? Anything else you'd like to say to our listeners before you head off into the night? Well, what I want to say to you, Bedroth, is thank you for having me on the show and and picking my brain a little bit on these uh, various shows. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Thank you for that. And uh, for your listeners, I just want to say, hey, uh, Bedroth, he's doing a lot of good things. <laughs> and I also want you guys to, if you like this show... I, I want you guys to check out my show, A VGM Journey. And I will definitely second that. After you take, you know, go through an hour and 45 minutes or two hours of my show, when you want just kind of a, a palate cleanser or something short and quick and focused with a lot of great music, VGM Journey is perfect. Yeah, it's definitely a very bingeable show. So, I mean, all my episodes are between 20 to 30 minutes and definitely good for car rides yeah it kind of reminds me of the uh, you know instead of the hour-long drama you're watching the the half-hour sitcom you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think less funny and more awesome music but definitely there you go awesome music and a fantastic host uh just alex it's been a pleasure having you on the show and um yeah thanks again couldn't have a dedication to VGM podcast without Alex the Messenger. Yeah, it was a pleasure doing this. Thank you. You bet. Take it easy, man. Uh, you too. And now I'm going to be interviewing another very special guest. This is Electric Boogaloo. And before any of you who know that name get too excited, no, I did not actually have a verbal one-on-one -on -one conversation with Electric Boogaloo, but uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to chat with them on uh, Discord, and we had a really, really cool little talk about some of his favorite shows and how he got into the whole scene. Um, I have heard Electric Boogaloo's name since my days listening to the VGM Jukebox. We talk about that a little bit toward the end of the conversation, so I won't spoil too much of it here, but suffice it to say, he really fits in well with the other just VGM podcast Uber listeners that we've been talking to tonight. I'm also joined, for the only time this evening, by <laughs> Chukapow, who is going to be reading Electric Boogaloo's side of the conversation. So, thank you for joining me, EB. I guess an easy first question is, what was your first VGM podcast, and do you remember how you found it? I think it might have been VG Empire. They had two episodes of Spencer Nilsson interviews and starting to get into the Sega CD around that time. I was enjoying the music and wanted to hear more about it. Plus, Sonic CD is my favorite 2D game in the series. Sonic CD has some fantastic music, both the English and the Japanese versions. And uh, Utopian Emo and I actually talked about that a little bit last night. I discovered VG Empire almost too late. I only got to hear about their last 10 episodes while they were still releasing, but I picked through the backlog since then. They were definitely part of the old guard. I know I've heard the host mention Pixelated Audio once or twice. Is that how you found out about Pixelated Audio as well? I don't entirely remember how, but I always enjoyed their style of obscure, deeply researched content. Being someone who likes to do research on these old games on my free time. Seeing they were able to interview all these composers, especially people like Takushi Hiyamuda and Peter McConnell, I wanted to keep hearing what they do next. I found out they had a Discord server. I was dabbling in the service for a bit and figured I should join in, and I would just constantly bring up music on there and chat all the time and spout suggestions, to the point where, out of the blue, 
Ryan made me a moderator, and I started to help out behind the scenes, preparing the YouTube versions of the show and gathering research on certain games. I guess I felt kind of humbled. That's really cool. I didn't know you were involved on that deep a level, but it does make sense. And the way you describe the show, it really does sound like exactly your kind of thing. Their level of research and the fact that they tend to talk about things that no one else covers or go into greater detail about things I thought I knew about is what Pixelated Audio really brings to the table for me. So have you been a listener since James was Brian's regular co-host? Yeah. I feel like Brian, Gene, and James have become friends by this point. That's cool. I heard their crossover with the VGM Jukebox, but I didn't become a regular listener until after their Library of Congress episode. Remind me, was that with James or Gene? That was with Gene. I thought so. I've gone back and listened to a few James episodes. The vibe, at least to me, is remarkably consistent. At this point, I'm going to go ahead and play my pixelated audio tunes. I went into the server a couple of times and just sort of randomly asked what some of their favorite songs were. And Brian and Gene were the ones that's, that <laughs> were able to be the least specific about this. They actually just threw out soundtracks that were favorites of theirs. And so I kind of listened to the whole thing and uh, came back with what I thought was just a really great song. For James, I actually got a little bit of help from Electric Boogaloo, who suggested the song I'm going to be playing for him. All three of these songs are really, really great and got very different sounds to them, so hope you enjoy this block. For Brian, from Final Fantasy IX, we will be playing You're Not Alone. For James, from Spanky's Quest, the Game Boy version, we're going to be playing the Tower 5 BGM. And for Gene, from Secret of Mana, we're going to be playing A Curious Happening.
right, and those were the songs for Pixelated Audio. And speaking of them, another Pixelated Audio file is Hammock, the host of KBGM The Last Wave. That's another of your favorites, right? Yeah. And how did you discover KBGM? I've been a big smooth jazz fan for a long time. Used to listen to my local smooth jazz station all the time. Still listen to it on my phone. I think I first heard of Hammock through the VGM jukebox. Back then, they were doing those guest dissertations in the form of radio broadcasts, but I don't know if KVGM was being known in discussion about those. But I remember them bringing it up a couple of times. I took a look, and I liked the vibe, and figured I'd dive in. And, well, a lot of the music on that show just happened to be a style I quite enjoy. Plus, once Hammock started dropping by Discord, we started to trade smooth jazz songs with each other all the time, and it's been quite fun. Hammock seems like a really cool guy. I tend to let his episodes build up in the backlog and then throw them on for long trips or like when I'm falling asleep. They make for really, really good driving music. It really is like listening to a smooth jazz station. And for Hammock, uh, who I also actually asked at the same time as the Pixelated Audio guys, I'm going to be playing one of my favorite songs from a game I've never played but by one of my favorite composers. This is going to be Dream of the Shore Near Another World from Chrono Cross. Dream of the Shore Near Another World from Chrono Cross, dedicated to Hammock of KVGM Last Wave. Now, to close out the interview tonight, sir, we've mentioned VGM Jukebox a couple of times. It's definitely a special show for a lot of people. Nearly everyone I reached out to about these testimonials has mentioned VGM JB. What are your memories of it? Well, I first heard about them through their crossover episode with Pixel Tunes Radio, and I had never heard of them before, but the idea of making a show out of people's recommendations was really cool, and I instant, 
isn't lead dog Emily and Josh's laid-back style, so I figured I'd start suggesting songs to them, and the first song I ever sent them was from a PlayStation demo disc. I figured I'd go with something very nostalgic and important to me, and it was kind of an out-of-the-box thing. I remember at some point in that episode, Josh was asking how much fun I was getting out of them, and I started to comment on the website. In fact, it was in the comment section where I started to have a habit of correcting composer information regularly and eventually out of the blue... Emily asked me to help out with track and composer info before the show was posted, and I obliged. They gave me a list of what would be on it, and I'd verify with the sources I had, and correct them if necessary. And I was doing them for a while, and I continued to send them songs. So when I heard that the bar was closing up shop, I was very sad, but I understood why. Making a podcast is hard, especially a weekly one. And so I helped out to the very end, and I was happy that one of my picks got played in the last regular episode. If anything, this show is what got me to participate in this game music podcast community instead of just listening from a distance, discovering all these cool people sending these great songs. I'm very grateful to the work Emily, Josh, and of course Haju has put in to help this community grow. I couldn't have said it better myself, and it really does sum up the impact it had on the community and why they're such a big deal and why they've been mentioned by so many people. And I'm glad that you put a shout-out to Haju in there. Haju is sort of the mascot of the VGM Jukebox. Actually, um, they are the VGM Jukebox. That is the name of the haunted jukebox, hence the name Haju. Thanks, Electric Boogaloo, and thanks, Shukapau, for joining in to read um, EB's side of the conversation there. Now I am joined by yet another VGM podcast superfan. I have seen him in several of the discords that I like to frequent, and he is going to join us tonight to talk about a big deal show, been around for a long time, one of the most unique BGM podcasts out there. Ladies and gentlemen, and gamers of all ages, this is Model Madness. How are you, sir? Heyo, friends. I'm doing great. Good to hear, man. It is also really good to have you on the show. We have had a stellar lineup, not just of uh, great songs and great podcasters, but Really, really cool people who I've heard on several podcasts before. I think I actually heard you first on the uh, VG Embassy podcast fairly recently. Uh, yes, I did a episode with Ed and uh, doing a Volts uh, blind listen. Yeah, that was that was really fun. You guys talked about the uh, later alligator. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yeah, that was a really fun one. Super fun. It was really good soundtrack. Well, we will come back to the VG Embassy a little bit later, but first, um, I would like to hear how you got into this extremely super world famous popular uh, universe of VGM podcasting. How did you how did you find this place? I've always liked video game music, and I was the odd one out. Uh, out of all my friends, no one else wanted to listen to it. I was probably like everyone else. Yeah, I hear that. I think a lot of us had that in common. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, eventually I've, I listened to it on and off. Um, but eventually I like found a, a podcast about um, Game Maker Studios. And I was listening to that for a while. And uh, then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should uh, find some video game music podcasts. So I started looking around. And I, I found Game That Tune. Uh, I found the radio station, actually. They had all their... Uh, uh, the games they chose for their um, game show ended up uh, putting it all onto a radio station for everyone to listen. 
That's really cool. I have seen that as well. Um, a lot of times when I'm working and I and I, I can, I have either either the Rhythm and Pixels radio or the Game That Tune radio in the background, and both of them are just chock full of great music. Oh yes, absolutely. And then they, they advertised their uh, podcast on there, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna give it a try. It was only after two episodes I was hooked. Game That Tune is a really, really fun show. For anybody who has not heard it before, um, it is unlike any other VGM podcast out there. And not even in the same way that, like, Volt Supreme's show, which is also not like any other VGM podcast out there. Game That Tune is really in a category of its own. Game That Tune is just four guys. They're all they're all friends. All got together l- listening to the Neskimos is how they got to... Uh, Get to know each other. Oh, cool. Bonding over a VGM cover band. Oh, yes. (laughs) I have heard um, quite a few of their shows. I have not actually been all the way through their whole backlog, just because it's so huge. I think that they, earlier this year, I believe, passed up um, episode 200. These guys have been around for a while. But whenever I do tune in, it's, it's a blast. I have a lot of fun. They really, really know their stuff when it comes to music. Oh, yes. Since there's four of them, they got all varieties of music. Every one of them, none of them plays the same game. So they all have a very diverse category. Yep. Each of them bring a game to the table. Uh, Everyone else has to guess that game. They play three songs from that game. They give one trivia after the second song. And then they play the third song, then they have to guess. Everyone writes on cards, and... Most of the time, you'll get a good answer. Uh, the other times, you'll get a pianist drawing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is kind of one of their trademarks. It's, uh, it's so fun. What's also really cool about it is they will uh, they, they record these shows live, and you can actually join them on YouTube while they're recording and watch everything as it, as it rolls and like see them hold up their answers to the screen. And that's really cool because it's, it's like you're in the room with them. It's like you know, you're guessing right along with them, and... It's it really is fun. I I tend in a lot of my listening to be a passive listener, and so I like tracks where I can just kind of hear it and then rewind it and be like, oh, that's cool. Rewind it, learn you know where it's from, who the composer was, and all that little stuff. With game that tune, I listen to it when I can really sit down and pay attention because it's it's almost like watching a good TV show. You can't just have it on in the background while you're you know doing chores. You want to sit down and pay attention because you know it deserves your attention. It deserves your time. Oh, yes. I mean, this show's off the wall. It just it goes one direction and automatically straight to the next. Well, they're obviously doing something right, because they've been doing this for uh, over 200 episodes now. And we haven't even mentioned all of them yet, but the, uh, the hosts of Game That Tune are uh, John Harrington, John Regan, who they call Johnny, just to keep things straight. David Fleming and Jesse Moore. And like you said, they all definitely have varying taste, um, all of it's good taste, uh, both in games and in music. And I am indebted to you because you really helped me out. Um, I decided that I wanted to play a song for each of them because, uh, what the heck, when I do something, I, I commit to it. And instead of having one podcast where I played one song per show, I decided I wanted to go ahead and break this up. I'm going to have two podcasts, and I'm going to play one song per host. And so... Just per capita, because there's four of them, Game That Tune guys get the most song real estate on this playlist. And I hope that they enjoy that. (laughs) And 
the song that I knew I was going to pick because I knew I'd heard it on the show and that they've made a big deal out of it was uh, Stage 4 of Sky Shark by Tim Fallon. I'm going to be playing that and dedicating it to Jesse at, uh, at yours and Alex's recommendations. But you definitely helped me out with the other guys. For David, uh, you pointed me in the direction of Lightning Battle from Kid Icarus Uprising. For Johnny, Launch Base Zone from one of my favorite soundtracks ever, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And for John Harrington, um, actually the second Secret of Mana track we're going to be playing tonight, um, you recommended that I play the Oracle. So in reverse order from what I just read, this is the Oracle from Secret of Mana. Launch Base Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog, Lightning Battle from Kid Icarus Uprising, and finally, Stage 4 from Sky Shark.
right, and I'm not going to read the names of all four of those again. Great music, all four songs. That was all dedicated to the great guys over at Game That Tune. Muddle, any more words about this uh, this really fun, really fantastic show? Yes. Everyone needs to go check this out. At least once or twice, because I'm sure you'd be stuck after that one. <laughs> I agree. Definitely give it a shot. If you can, tune in for it on YouTube when they go live. It's it's really it's really a great a great fun great fun time oh yes and they do interact with all their guests and their uh their chat yep yes they do yes they do so what are some uh, what are some other shows that uh, you listen to mr muddle madness i know i've um heard you talk about several others over over our time in discord together oh yes i've uh branched out since then i've gone alex's vgm journey alex's show Yep, great show. I uh, went to, I went back into the past. Had to go look up um, VGM jukebox. Oh yeah, classic, wonderful show. Oh, uh, very. From there, I, I went around and uh, I found VG Embassy. Yeah, there's a direct line I think from VGM jukebox to VG Embassy. At least for me, I discovered Pixel Tunes Radio because of the VGM jukebox, and then of course because of Pixel Tunes Radio, I discovered XVGM and the VG Embassy. We'll hear a little bit more about uh, how PTR turned into those two shows when we talk to our next guest. But first, as a uh, recent co-host of Ed's, tell me about your uh, your thoughts on VG Embassy and on this on this great show. And maybe tell us a little bit about why so many podcasters out there are now calling Ed the podcast daddy. <laughs> VG Embassy was a fun show to be on. It's uh, always very entertaining. Learn a lot of stuff during it. Meeted a lot of new people. I didn't even listen to Volt's um, podcast until after that, and I was disappointed in myself very much. <laughs> it is a great show. A lot of great shows out there, which is why this episode exists. But yeah, back to VG Embassy. But yeah, uh, Ed, I can see Ed being a father. Of, I, I mean, he's in every podcast, it seems. I'm sure he's making other podcasts that we don't even know about. <laughs> Probably so. I know he um, he recently guested with Mike on XVGM on one of their uh, patron live shows. That was a cool little PTR reunion. He's been on Rhythm and Pixels with um, Robert Purnell. He's been a voice on Boltz's show a couple of times. Yeah, I have uh, I've heard him in quite a few places. And um, he crossed over with uh, Pixelated Audio. He and Mike did back in the day. And more than that, I feel like Ed has almost everybody on his podcast at one point or another. That's one of my favorite things about VG Embassy. Oh, yes. He's got almost everyone in the VGM community coming over to his show and checking it out or even being on his show. So I agree. Yes. You and I included. <laughs> he's had uh, composers. He's had cover artists, I believe. He's had uh, other podcasters. He's had, then he's had podcast fans like you and me. Some of whom, like me and Alex, uh, went on to start our own shows. And he really is, he's great about giving out advice, uh, giving support, and he really is all about kind of fostering that sense of, of community that the VGM podcast fans all love so much and contribute to so much. Yes, absolutely. All right, sir. Any other words about VG Embassy? Really all I could say is the time I spent on the VG Embassy is uh, wonderful. 
and I'm hoping to join again, hopefully on a racing arcade episode. Oh, that would be really fun. I know Ed loves that genre, and I'd love to hear you back on. You've really got a voice for podcasts, sir. What I've heard is I have this relaxing, smooth voice. Yeah. I don't hear it, though. <laughs> it's it's hard to hear in your own voice, for sure. Um, and maybe I'm just partial to you because I'm a fellow Texan, you know. <laughs> but no, I would uh, I would love to hear more Southern representation on the VGM podcasts. But uh, no, seriously, the um, Later Alligator show was a lot of fun to listen to. You and Ed had a really good rapport, and I'd love to hear you all tackle another topic at some point. Any other shows that you would like to shout out this evening? No, I would just have to say that um, VGMC is really great. And if you do enjoy that, go watch, listen to the PTR, uh, Pixel Tune Radio. And Mike, uh, when he went to uh, his show with Justin, XVG, uh, yeah, XVGM Radio, that's a good one as well. Very much so. And uh, I did mention Vaults. Vaults is a great one. Yep. And I mean, from, uh, from Game That Tune to VGM Journey to... The VG Embassy, XVGM, Volt Supreme, Synth VGM, Dream Stream Machine. <laughs> there really is something out there in the VGM podcast universe for everybody. And yeah, I highly recommend checking them out. Give them a listen. Model Madness, thank you so much for joining me tonight, sir. Uh, any parting words? Listen to more VGM VGM. <laughs> You're too kind, man. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, no problem. Right. And now I am joined by yet another BGM podcast superfan here, a fellow listener to some of my very favorite shows, which we're going to talk about a little bit. I have got Cam Worma here with me this evening. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. Just excited to be here. Excited that this is finally out and people are listening to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot to uh, a lot to sit on for a few months. Uh, it's been a labor of love, but you know I've got so many of you all together, and it's it's really great to uh, have you on the show. So tell me a little bit about how you first got into VGM podcasts. It kind of started when I so I joined Facebook very late compared to a lot of people. And when I did, reluctantly, I I got in touch with a friend of mine who I hadn't been in touch with for a while. This is a a friend of mine named Scott, who's a friend of of Mike Levy's. And it just so happened when I got in touch with him was right around the time Pixel Tunes had started. And I think they had done somewhere around three to five episodes they had done. So it was pretty much in the beginning. Scott had been on and he told me about it and... I immediately thought, well, that's great. I had actually met Mike years prior. I met Mike when he and Scott, myself, and a few other people, I don't recall. Oh, Eric, who is another friend of Mike's. He does his, uh, on the Dude, You Haven't Played This Game channel, he does the uh, Noob Repair videos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know Eric. Yeah, yeah. So at the Video Games Live, which was a lot of fun, and I think it was 2007. If Mike is listening, he can correct me. Maybe it was 06, but I think it was 07. So I met Mike then, and I met Eric, and I think one or two other people I don't recall. But I hadn't been in touch with Mike at all since then. When I got in touch with uh, Scott, this was, I think, 2014, when Pixeltoons started. And then I immediately got on board with Pixeltoons, and I was really excited after Scott told me about that. One, because it, you know I was just excited to hear that they were doing this. And two, because when I first heard about what a podcast even was, I thought to myself, like, man... 
that would be a really cool, if I was going to do a podcast, it would definitely be about video games. So when I heard about Pixel Tunes, I, I immediately, you know, started listening and I was pretty much hooked immediately. And I contacted them both, Mike and Ed. I had already known Mike and it was kind of cool to sort of touch base with him again after seven years or whatever it was, but I, I hadn't met Ed yet. Um, so I sort of got, I sort of met both of them through like the Pixel Tunes group on Facebook and stuff. And I sort of got in their hair, I think, pretty quickly and, <laughs> you know, started telling them how much I liked it and, you know, how happy I was they were doing it. And since then, I've sort of just been on board with whatever they've been doing and the community, sort of when it was bigger on Facebook. To be honest, it might still be. I, I haven't really been on Facebook much, but I sort of follow them a little more on, on Discord now than I did than I do on Facebook. But that's where it sort of got started. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't do Facebook, and so I missed out on the whole um, BGM podcast fans Facebook group that I think uh, either Alex started or John Regan from Game That Tune. Um, but I think it was Alex. Yeah, and then oh yeah, and John did the uh, the website, the VGM podcast website that was based on the the group. So, um, but I did learn about Discord from a friend of mine, and actually I heard about it first. I think on the Supermark Huddle Bros podcast, and so I joined up. And by that time, I'd also found uh, the VG Embassy. Uh, I found Pixel Tunes, and um, of course not at the same time. <laughs> we'll get into that. And there was just this vibrant. Community community of all these voices here that I had heard on these podcasts before. And it has been a blast getting to know all you wonderful folks. And so much of what had kept me off of the online boards had just been all the negativity that I had heard about. And what I have experienced in the VGM podcast community is just the antithesis of that. It is such... Right, right, right. Anything but. Yeah, yeah. such a positive place to be. And... Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I've actually found out about Pixel Tunes through the VGM Jukebox, and they were fairly close to the end of their run before I really started checking them out, because at that time I didn't have a whole lot of time to listen. And then I found out Pixel Tunes was ending, and that's kind of sad, but then XVGM came along, and VG Embassy came along, and uh, it, it's pretty cool, because Legacy Music Hour quote-unquote ended in October, November of 2013. That's when they went on their hiatus. And then there were Mike and um, Ed ready to pick up the slack uh, in 2014, when, as you were talking about. So, <laughs> And Pixel Tunes Radio ran for a healthy 200-plus episodes before they uh, went their separate ways. Well, let's talk about another duo podcast, XVGM Radio. Mike, after he left Pixel Tunes with Ed, um, he actually got one of the guys who had hosted a couple of PTR episodes with him, Justin, and they started their own show. Yeah. Um, so, was listening to Pixel Tunes when they were going. Um, I just really loved their format, and it really reminded me of when I was a kid. My brother and I would record these ridiculous kind of commercials. With just like, you know, totally farcical nonsense commercials and stuff that we would do. And I hadn't even really thought about that in a long time. And then when I listened to the Pixel Tunes and they would do those segments, it really reminded me of that. And, and it's sort of, I was obviously already into it, but I really kind of connected with those little inter interstitial moments they would do. And 
I sort of, I, I don't remember how I kind of, I guess Mike told me a conversation we had at some point, that, but that was sort of his vision. That had sort of been his vision of how the show kind of would be sort of like a radio show. And then when they kind of went their separate ways and Mike started XVGM with Justin, that aspect of it very much carried over. So I kind of felt like the Mike that I got in Pixel Tunes that I really, that I enjoyed so much, he took exactly what was his thing and was like, well, this is what I want to do. So I'm just going to keep doing it. So he kept doing it. And I sort of feel like when I listened to XVGM, I'm getting a really good <laughs> amount of what I loved about Pixel Tunes in that show, which I really appreciated. That's a um, really good point. And your experience with uh, PTR and Mike and Ed, I, I, I'm really enjoying the perspective that this is giving you because, yeah, you're pointing things out I never really thought about before. No, but please continue. So when he started that show, I kind of already basically knew what I was in for. And I loved that. Like, I, I loved that I could get that. You know, Pixel Tunes was stopping, but but the, you know, the mic chunk of Pixel Tunes was carrying on in a, in a sense. And like I said, he was like, this is what I always wanted to do. He and Ed sort of parted ways with different ideas, um, which ultimately I think was a good thing. But Mike continued doing it. And it was great to sort of hear his flavor in a new show. We'll talk about it, but what I loved so much about Ed in that show was also able to, you know, kind of take that and, and put it elsewhere, which which was equally equally as important. And I think with a with XVGM, something you know, I hear it in other podcasts where it's like two friends talking about it, but I feel like it's most obvious in a XVGM that you know these are two guys that get along. They both enjoy music to the extent that they can hear anything and be able to talk about it but they also have very distinct tastes you know they have different flavors of things that they really like exactly yeah, yeah. and whereas mike i feel like leans a lot more toward some of the more retro stuff a lot of the time justin has a diverse palette of music that he brings True. to the table and i love the um with them, it's it's almost like the inverse of Rhythm and Pixels. Like, I do love hearing Mike and Justin talk about this stuff, but with XVGM, I know I'm going to hear something probably that's familiar to me, but I also know I'm going to hear something new, and I'm going to hear these different perspectives on it, and that's what I really like about the Justin and Mike dynamic. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I like hearing that, that banter between the two hosts on uh, Rhythm and Pixels oh, and yeah. XVGM and other shows yeah, like yeah. that. And I wanted to try to illustrate those different tastes in my picks for Mike and Justin. I don't remember when I first heard this, but I have known for a long time that Mike is a huge fan of Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. So I couldn't think of a much better song. It's a classic, and it's for one of his favorite characters. From Final Fantasy VII, we'll be playing Tifa's theme for Mike. Justin was a little bit harder to pin down, and I honestly don't recall when I found that he enjoyed this track, but I know that he does. From, from Rez, for Justin, we are going to hear Rock is Sponge. Thank you. 
it also gives me that much more respect when somebody can take a show, be like the captain of the ship, and bring maybe bring guests on, but also just be able to carry it on their own, which is what Ed did when he left Pixel Tunes Radio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ed has always, to me, sort of had a more cerebral sort of approach to podcasting, which is not to say smarter. It's more thoughtful, I suppose, is a better sort of... He likes to get into the, you know, the details. He's a VGM nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the best possible way. Right, exactly. And Cerebral is, I think, the perfect word for it. I know exactly what you mean. And that was one thing I really enjoyed. It's sort of what you're saying about XVGM is the dichotomy of the two of the co-hosts and their tastes and their preferences and their approaches. I got that same sort of feel from Pixel Tunes. So those two splitting in that sense was felt unfortunate, but hearing them separately, it really kind of gets me to focus on the two aspects that I liked about it the most separately. And on one hand, Justin obviously really adds that feel back in, but Ed on his show gets to focus more on what he is all about. And that the shows that I've done with him have really felt like very, very focused and very personal. Not to say that Pixeltons was unfocused, of course. Uh, they were focused, but when you're but when you're when it's a conver- when it's a one-on-one, it becomes more focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when, when you have that sort of a singularity of vision that being the sole host gives you, it's easier, yep. I think, to have that. Yeah, and I always really enjoy... Ed sort of has this this presence in his shows where he's he sort of has this fatherly lead about him. Absolutely. Which may, be, which may have something to do with the fact that he's a dad. <laughs> you know, he's got two kids. Mm-hmm. But whether he's on with, you know, whether he's co-hosting a show with a guest or just doing a show solo I really have always gotten the feel from him where he like he just wants to be he's thorough he sort of helps keep you on track and the shows always come out to be very focused I guess just to repeat the same thing but very streamlined very thorough but also with a, a good healthy you know sense of humor to it it's not he's not like particular to the to the point of being, you know, rigid. He's not like that. It's, it's. Yeah, he's not like stodgy. You know, there's plenty of there's plenty of humor and, and mirth in his shows. It's, but they are very streamlined. And, but he's got sort of that that supportive um, undergirding of you know really deep knowledge. You can tell he's done his research. Yep. He knows what he's talking about. Yep. He's not just flying off the cuff. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if and if and he always yeah. will do if 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 he doesn't know something, I mean, he'll stop and make sure he finds out you know what i mean yep and then he then he sort of takes on the role of of teacher and i've i've learned a lot from him from doing shows with him and just listening to his his shows oh yeah my show would not exist without ed he gave <laughs> me so much advice and support um in the early stages and um yeah i mean and whether it is you know bringing on um a composer like when he interviewed Rainbow Dragon Eyes mm. or whether it's bringing on maybe one of the VGM community and giving them a voice, which he, he did with me a couple of months before I even started my show. He let me come yep. on and be a guest and I got the itch and <laughs> um, or or whether he's, uh, you know, showcasing a soundtrack or a composer that maybe doesn't get as much of the spotlight. Ed really he doesn't do something unless it's worth doing. And he also likes to really shine a spotlight in 
unexpected places that really, yeah, um, I yeah. think, showcase new stuff. He's always trying to broaden the community in in so many senses of that term. Right, and he's very he's very conscious. Uh, well, in general, he's very thoughtful, but he's he's very conscious of what it is he's contributing. Whereas he's not going to be he. I feel like he has a very hard time talking about stuff that maybe people expect. He wants to be covering ground that isn't necessarily covered a lot. I right. think he has a unique voice, and he's he's very aware of that, and it and it it comes through in his in his show. Definitely, yeah, I definitely agree. All right, sir. Well, I think that it might be about time to get to a little more music. Cool. And the uh, track that I have got for Ed is. A great little tune that I – so I have been sort of periodically over the last several months dropping in and asking these guys, hey, what's your what's your favorite VGM song? Put you on the spot. Go. Oh, and Ed came up with it more easily than anybody else because obviously that's a super hard question. He was like, oh, that's easy. It's a Jurassic Dope from Contra Hardcore. Uh, they, they played that on Pixel Tunes, I think. And – Yep, not what I would have expected. Not a Tim Fallen tune, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, every time I listen to it, I'm like, yep, this this is Ed, and just like what he plays on Pixel Tunes, VG Embassy, The Arcane Machine, which he co-hosts right, right, right. with Justin. Not a VGM podcast, so yeah. it's not on this show, but it's a great industrial music show for anybody who, uh, if that's your jam, go check it out. Two very knowledgeable hosts and experienced hosts with a great little show. But yeah, um, let's go ahead and get into that.
And now for our first Rhythm and Pixels testimonial. We return to my conversation with Cam. Let's talk a little about Rhythm and Pixels. How'd you find those guys? So that was, I remember that this was I, 2015 when I, which I think was very shortly after they started, actually. Mm-hmm. I found out about them through Ed, I believe, um, unless unless it was just I was kind of perusing my podcast app and looking for other podcasts. I'm, it might have been that way, but I, I, I seem to remember Ed suggesting them. And I actually remember the very first time I listened to them. It was the year I had bought my house. That's right. It was it was at Ed's suggestion. He told me about uh, Robin Purnell and the, and the show they were doing. And I was listening. I had my headphones in. I was listening to them raking leaves. And it was I don't know how much you remember or if you've even listened to, you know, since the beginning of Rhythm Pixels or all their shows or what. But they have so many shows because they're weekly, you know, and mm-hmm. they haven't really let up since then. It was early on when they were doing sort of when their themes were more. It was a little more clear <laughs> what what the, the what the themes you know there were just endless themes available to them. They could do a theme about the most simple thing, and because they hadn't covered it yet, so they were doing uh, like the you know the elements you know like fire and water and and wind and earth and th- and they were just it was very easy for them to pick topics because they hadn't covered them yet. And it was during that time where they were doing, they were covering those kind of elemental topics. And what kind of got me hooked on them was they just sounded like best friends. Yeah. And their discussions were always just goofy and lively. (laughs) With every episode I listened to, as goofy as they were, they were very structured. But you could also hear that they were trying to figure out how to do the podcast thing and they weren't really sure exactly how the flow was working quite yet, but I was really just kind of endeared to them by the relationship they had. And they've refined that over the years where when you listen to them, you know what you're going to get every time. And it's always a good time. And the music that they play is almost secondary because you know you know what you're getting is Rob and Purnell and, and the banter between them. Their personalities each play a unique but equally important role in the show so when i listen to rhythm and pixels i almost don't even look at the theme like i I will i'll notice it when i go to play it but it's it's so Mm -hmm. secondary to me where i just like oh good robin pernell got a new episode and i just love listening to them you could not have nailed more how i feel about the show and what i think makes them special the chemistry between robin pernell rhythm and pixels is just oh absolutely yeah, that's exactly right. And and that that struck me pretty much immediately and they've and they've only gotten better. I know what I'm in for and I look forward to it every time. I know it's gonna make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It's Robin yeah, Purnell. It's... Can't wait to listen. That's that's basically my approach with them. And uh, Kim, any final parting words? And thank you again for joining us tonight. Your insight has yeah, been no um, indispensable and really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, th- thank you for the opportunity to express some of my appreciation and experience with these podcasts that uh, we've enjoyed now for years, we can say, <laughs> at least for me. Yeah. I've, I've, it's been six years or so that I've been listening to VGM podcasts, although I will say I d- it did not start with the Legacy Music Hour for me. I, I, I tried them very early on and I, I really couldn't get into it. And uh, Pixel Tunes really is what started me. But much, much appreciation for for Rob and Brent, what they what 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 they started for sure, but mm-hmm. um, 
but all the, you know, all the guys that I've gotten to know over the, the years and have become pretty close friends with Ed and Mike and Robin Purnell. And it's just a great community. And I think what you're doing by, by doing this, by, by your show and particularly this one, I think is a really good, it's a really good way to, you know, how show the love for these, these, uh, podcasts. And I think it's, I think it's great what you're doing. And, and thank you very much for inviting me on. You're, it's my pleasure, sir. And thanks again. Yeah, thank you. And to close things out tonight, to give us one more testimonial for Rhythm and Pixels, and also to give us our first testimonial for the last show of the night that we will be featuring, one more BGM Podcast super fan. This is The Last Regan. How you doing, sir? Hello. I am great. The Niners just won. <laughs> You guys probably listen to this, so it'll be like months in the future. So we'll we'll see how that is. We might be doing good. We might be doing bad. But other than that, we're doing great. Nice, nice man. Yeah, I like all this uh, time traveling we get to do with uh, VGM podcasts. Uh, you and I actually just recently finished wrapping up our. Um, episode with Purnell, your Patreon show about uh, Pokemon, which I believe, if my timing is right, is going to be airing sometime in the next couple of weeks uh, at the time when you are all listening to the end of this two-part special, which, to bring us back on point, is about our favorite VGM podcasts and how we started listening to them. So why don't you tell me, sir, how did you uh, discover this wonderful world of VGM podcasts? All right, so... Originally, um, I was doing a podcast with some friends of mine, and it wasn't about video game music, it was about like video games and pop culture in general. And I kind of felt like as if I had, I, I really wasn't scratching the surface. I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing a bare minimal. I wish I had like a, because at that time, I didn't really listen to podcasts. I was like, I wish I had a, you know, kind of a basis, some kind of something to kind of get an idea of what better, like how to better do this. And then I was cleaning up my apartment and I came across a button from uh, 2019 MAGFest from Rhythm and Pixel, Purnell's podcast. And I've known Purnell for years. I'm like, oh wait, Purnell has a podcast with his friend Rob. So I started listening to episodes. And at that time, their current episode was um, Games Rob Should Play. (laughs) And then I just went down the rabbit hole that's like right now, even now, I'm going back. I just caught up to World 5 of listening to their backlog, and I became hooked. So after getting completely caught up on their show um, and listened to more stuff, I remember everyone kept suggesting like VGM Jukebox. So I started listening to that, and it just went from there. So I've been listening to this stuff. It helps me get through my work day. Mm-hmm. It helps me get through long drives. And it has even encouraged me because the community itself has even encouraged me to, like, you know, start my own stuff. So, yep, that's how I got into that. Um, so, Rhythm, I especially love how Rhythm Pixels does their Patreon episode once a month and interacts with their fans. Yes, yeah, I love that. And they're just great guys. They, um, they're just really great guys. And the, the topics they come up with and whatnot and their friendship also, it, it, it makes it great. Just it, it, You can just honestly feel the love. For, you know, just feel the love from them whenever you listen to their shows. That's really kind of like, they don't really, they don't have a tagline, so to speak, but uh, their tagline could be, Rhythm and Pixels Feel the Love, because <laughs> you, you can just tell the history that they have and the affection they have for each other and and for the fans. It really bleeds out, and, um, you know, you feel like they really, they really care about you, and 
we, uh, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and play the tracks that I have picked out for Robin Purnell. For Rob, it was a little bit tough. Um, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go. No Rystar? I almost went with Rystar, but then I wanted to play tracks that I specifically either remember that they had mentioned to me that they really liked or that I had heard on a show that they really, really love. And one that Rob mentioned sometime in the last year that stuck out to me, and so I kind of I took a note down on my list that I've been keeping for a while, <laughs> is Happy Birthday from... Mr. Gimmick, or just Gimmick, as it was called in Japan. And this this track, it's it's super great. There are whole podcast episodes dedicated to Gimmick and the amazing like sound engineering that Sunsoft put into this game. For Purnell, it was a little bit easier. I know he loves the Ease series. Um, he actually recently talked about this particular song from the TurboGrafx CD version of Ease 1 and 2. For Purnell, I'm going to be playing Holders of Power. <laughs> uh, just a, a classic Ease tune. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll talk a little more about our final host for the evening.
that was Robin Purnell's tracks for this evening. Happy birthday from Gimmick and Holders of Power from Ease 1 and 2. I love um, what you have coined the Purnells of Wisdom. <laughs> yes, Purnells of Wisdom. For those you don't know, like the saying is Pearls of Wisdom. We have Purnells of Wisdom, which Purnell usually at the end of each episode. It's funny. As I was listening back to the older episodes, he didn't do that at first. And then as time went on, he started coming up with it. And Yeah, it's something that kind of evolved. Yeah, and it was great. It's great because usually he has these very small snippets and it's just... You know, again, there are two great individuals who have created this thing, just like you and your son, Aww. that have given back out to the world something that um, generally does make people's days. Like, I, I I, can honestly say, like, whenever, like, for me, every Wednesday morning is, up. Oh, it's Wednesday, new episode of Rhythm and Pixels, or whenever I get a notification on my phone for, the, for your YouTube channel, oh, crap, new episode of VGM, very good music podcast. Yes, I can get through my workday now. Yeah, that, it's really cool, man. And I, um, you did mention it briefly, but uh, you've also started the VGM Fight Club podcast yes. uh, fairly recently, which I have also had the uh, privilege of being able to, to be on. And as you and I are recording, I don't know whether uh, Utopian Emo or I have won this round yet, but for anybody who hasn't heard it, so you can go back and check out um, my battle with Utopian Emo, where we have a Sega showdown, as it were. Sega Street Fight. Sorry. <laughs> um... And it's a really great show. I love the, uh, you definitely have that fan I- interaction on the show that you talked about with uh, Robin Purnell and that I know VGM Jukebox had a lot of as well. But yeah, it really is. It's a great community that really encourages people to get out there and start things up on their own. Which leads me to my last featured podcaster of the evening. This has been a two-part special dedicated to BGM podcasters, and it kind of felt like the least I could do for these men and women, I guess woman, Keycliff, um, uh, these folks who have poured so many hours into this hobby, really. I mean, there's only one of them that I think actually makes his living from his... uh, company that he started up that the VGM podcast is a part of, but everybody else, yeah, they might make some Patreon bucks here and there, but this is a hobby, and they're just pouring their all into it for us week in and week out, and giving us such great content, and it's really spurred on this this huge community, and a name that has been a part of that community for longer than I have been listening is Alex Messenger, and... Everybody who I have talked to on both of these episodes, I consider a BGM podcast super fan. Um, that we listen to multiple shows, we really care about the community, we interact with the hosts, and as you know, probably now from experience, like Ed said, for every ten people who listen to your show, one of them might interact with you. We're the ones who interact, and you know, we become part of this community. And Alex is really kind of. For me, at least, he's like a role model for that because he gives his time. He checks out all the shows, even if he doesn't listen to all of them regularly. He gives his money as a patron. Um, He gives his talent when he guests on shows. And he was one who, kind of like you, kind of like me and the dyad, who went from being a fan to starting his own show. And... He just, he's one of the nicest guys. He's super humble, and I know I'm going to embarrass him with what I've got going on here. But what do you have to say about Alex Messenger and a VGM journey? Well, so I remember I had heard about, like, 
everyone mentioned this guy, Alex the Messenger Messenger, the patron saint of VGM Podcasts, as Rob F. Nichols, as that's Rob's name on Twitter, I think, um, has um, coined him. Yep. <laughs> and I remember listening, like I said, I listened to Rhythm Pixels first and VGM Jukebox. I'm like, how did he get this name? Like, what? why do they always... And then when I was listening to VGM Jukebox, it's basically he would drop a track and would say nothing. And the the um, running gag was the messenger left no message. And so it was like, man, this guy's like a ninja. And then I found <laughs> out he started his own podcast. And I remember listening to his podcast, and I just recently got to... And I was just like, man, like... And I've talked to the messenger, too. He was, um, he was actually on the episode, the 90s retro match against the previous VGM Fight Club champion, Kung Fu Carlito. Mm-hmm. And I remember interacting with him during um, the process of getting the show together. And he was just, like, so cool and so chill. Like, he's just this really... And the funny thing is, the messenger is actually very young compared to you and me. He really is. Except for, like, Shukapau and Logan, he's one of the youngest. <laughs> yeah, like, but he's so well-known. Like, even, like, people like Bolt Supreme shouts out his name that's another guy that's bgm podcaster um i think one of the most things that tripped me out the most about his show is i forget which episode it was but kevin conroy did an opening for his show i know man and i lost my i remember hearing that and i was at work when i heard this i stopped everything i was doing stopped the podcast i text him i think on discord i was like dude was that the Kevin Conroy, and instantly he messaged me back. Was that Batman, dude? <laughs> and he was like, "Yes, yes, it is." And for those of you who don't know, Kevin Conroy did the voice of Batman in Batman the Animated Series. And I'm a huge comic book fan, and Batman is one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. And so to hear Kevin Conroy's voice, <laughs> I'm like, to me, Messenger just he just ascended a level beyond like just what he i'm like you are like on a whole nother <laughs> level with this podcasting kevin conroy yep. man yep like kevin conroy and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy Jesus. <laughs> uh, yes he is super chill super nice just he overall a great guy and it's funny, like, when you were saying, like, about um, the only female um, podcast that we really know of, which is Keycliff, who I call the Mother Teresa of podcasts, <laughs> VGM podcast, because she is so nice as well. She like, is. She's super sweet. I remember having a conversation with her on Discord, and I was telling her about how, like, when I was younger, my brother David used to mock me about the fact that there would be no, there would be more Raphael, Raphael Ninja Turtle toys than Leonardo, and Keycliff's thing was like, well, I could never... If I couldn't get all four, I wouldn't get none of them. Because she was like, I don't want any of the other ones feeling less loved. <laughs> and to me, that was so wholesome. So it is, yeah. That's key glyph to a T. You have someone like her. Then you have you have Prime Minister Ed, who is kind of like our dad, so to say, in VGM podcasting. And then you have Alex. who And let's be real. Alex's shows are usually 30 minutes at best. Yeah, they're bite-sized. Like they're, It's really easy to listen to. Yeah, and in those 30 minutes, he come across some tracks that, for instance, to this day, and I still play it, the Tetris CDI track. Yep. I was like, my God. The man does his work. He puts in the effort. 
He's like you said, he's an overall great guy. I can't say enough, Alex, dude. Just you are the patron saint of VGM podcast, and I know you're probably all choked up over there or blushing or whatever, dude. You deserve it, especially living up in Erie where it's really, really cold. Yep. For those who don't know, Alex lives in Pennsylvania, like me, but he lives up in Erie. So, well, listen, man, it has been a real pleasure having you on the show. I thank you so much for your time. No problem. Before we uh, before we lose the moments, I'm going to go ahead and transition into something very special that I have for Alex here, and this has been I've been so excited. I've been sitting on this. I only told a couple of you guys about this particular special part of the show while I was reaching out to y'all. Uh, to get testimonials for the VGM podcasters. I had also reached out to the VGM podcasters themselves to ask if they would record a little special thing. Just, you know, a short little snippet thanking Alex or saying that, uh, you know, he's a cool guy. Because even if he's not their patron, they know who he is because he's commented on a thread or he sent them a message. Um... And, like, literally every VGM show I feel like he has interacted with at least a couple of times. And the response was amazing, as you all are about to hear. I'm starting things out with uh, the testimonial I got from Lee Tyrrell of the Sound Test. Because in true Sound Test, uh, man, my brain just totally went blank. Few <laughs> <laughs> Sound Test fashion? Very, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because in true sound test fashion, <laughs> Lee opens this up docu-style with a two-minute tribute to who Alex is. And I will be ending up the night with another two-minute tribute that I got. Most people did stick to kind of a 30-second at, le- at most little thing. But um, I'm finishing up with another two-minute tribute that, to Alex that I got from none other than Robin Purnell. And Grab some Kleenex. This is, I mean, it choked me up. So, Alex, I'm sorry, man. I know that, you know, you're a super humble dude, and I don't want to embarrass you. Really hope that this this hits you in the feels. You're a special guy, Alex. Everybody who I have dedicated this show to, you're all very special people. Um, and I know I speak for all of the uh, great guests that I have had helping me out. You have made my life better for being a part of it. Thank you so much for what you do, uh, for what you did, those of you whose shows are no longer with us. And if, you know, those of us like me and Alex and The Last Recon can carry on that torch along with those of you who are still running and still going strong, then, you know, we consider ourselves lucky to be to be part of the crew now. And, uh, yeah, thank, thanks once again, man, for being on with me tonight. And, all of you great hosts, who many of whom we're about to hear from, thank you for everything you do. And going straight in from the last testimonial, we've got Alex's song. And I recently asked him what his favorite Mick Gordon track was. Because so I know Mick is one of Alex's son. favorites. It's not Carry On My Wayward Son. It's not from the Game & Watch Gallery games, which I know are also special to him. Shocking. It also is not from Doom or Killer Instinct, which I was a little surprised by. Okay, okay. Now, 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 now I'm... Wait. (laughs) Okay, it's not from Killer Instinct, Doom, Game & Watch, and it's Mick Gordon. 
I'm really curious as to what this is. My tribute to Alex Messenger and the song that we will be using to play out this two-part special from Wolfenstein The New Order Ooh. is going to be Ransacked. I should know this song. It's a great one, man. You can listen to it along with the rest of us here in a few minutes after all of the podcasters are done saying how great Alex is. To everyone who tuned in, if you listen to the whole thing, thank you. You're amazing. If you're just listening to the parts of it that are about the shows you know about, you're still amazing. Thanks for being a part of the community. Until next time, as we always say, play very good games, be very good people, keep listening to very good music, and also all of these other great podcasts. Praise the patron saint of VGM Podcasts. <laughs> For years, Alex Messenger has been legendary in the VGM community. His never-ending love for the subject is infectious, and he supports more composers and podcasters than you can count. As a result, Alex has made himself invaluable to the spread of video game music. After years of helping to promote podcasts and the music they play, he eventually launched his own series, The Messenger's VGM Journey. Despite regularly highlighting personal favourites on his show, he remains a staunch ally to as many hosts as he possibly can. I'm Lee Tyrrell, and this is a quick tribute to Alex Messenger and all he's contributed to the appreciation of game music. You may know me from my own podcast, The Sound Test, which Alex has listened to for a while now. When discussing such a niche subject, it can sometimes be difficult to build an audience. But Alex has always done what he can to help the growth of my show and encourage me in difficult times. I know he's done the same to others too, and through his own VGM journey, his celebration of game audio has only expanded. Thank you, Alex, for all you've done for the community, and I sincerely hope that it's a passion that just keeps burning. Brian here from BG Mania. I've got a very special message today for a one Mr. Alex Messenger, who, if you didn't know, can be found as the host of a VGM journey, which is also found over at anchor.fm forward slash VGM journey. Alex, you have been an integral part of the community for both my show everybody else's show in the community. It's really cool having you out there supporting every single one of us. And it's been awesome being able to come to you and talk to you and, and get advice and get in your ear and give advice. And that's been a lot of fun. Alex, you do an amazing job with a VGM journey. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all the continued support over the years. And don't ever forget, keep the music playing and keep it loud.
Hey, this is Hammock from KVGM, The Last Wave, and this message goes out to a special somebody. And that special somebody is Alex, the messenger, messenger, patron saint of Video Game Music Podcast everywhere. Thank you so much for your continued support of not only my show, but all shows. Then, now, forever. I don't know how you do it. I don't know where you find the time, but you find it in style. You're the best, Alex. Keep on jamming, baby. You know what time it is. Hey Alex, this is Will from the Supermarcado Brothers, and I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support and patronage to the entire VGM community. We love you. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're from the Waveback Music Podcast, and we wanted to just say Alex Messenger is a super cool dude. Yes, he is. Everyone agrees. You win. Congrats. Thank you, Alex Messenger, for everything that you do for the VGM community. This is Justin. And Mike. And Janine. Can't forget Janine. <laughs> this is XVGM Radio. Hey, this is Brian and Gene from Pixelated Audio, and we wanted to give a big shout out to The Messenger. Alex is one of the most committed people supporting the VGM podcast community. Yep, and it's people like him that make us happy to be a part of it. So thanks for everything you do. Thanks, Alex. Hello, Alex. Thanks a lot for supporting the VGM podcast scene. All the best. Alex, mate. Hello there, Alex. This is your friend, Donnie Smalls. Uh, I would just like to say thank you for your generosity. You provided me with the capital needed for me to construct and start up my very own dojo. Uh, now, we've been quacking booty now for about three weeks, and, well, I finally decided to call it Donnie Smalls Spirit Tiger Dojo. And in your honor, we named our community message board. We called it Alex. All right. Thanks again, Alex. Yeah, Alex, I just want to say that um, you are a huge part of the VGM community and the VGM podcast community, and I think you do incredible work, and I just really appreciate having you around. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. I'll probably say it more times after that, but you are the Nelson Mandela of video game music podcasts, and you've brought us all together in a wonderful Facebook group, and we really appreciate your support, and uh, sucks about the Penguins. Hey Alex, man, you've done a great job building the VGM podcast community. The PG blurb 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 blurb. Johnny, you're fucking <laughs> yeah, that was great. Alex, you're the best. I'm not going to say anything else. Peace out, mother. Hi Alex, this is Brent from the Legacy Music Hour. I just wanted to say thank you, and that I appreciate you and your support. Have a strong baby. This is Rob Nichols. Alex. And I'm Pernell. Alex. Thank you. Alex. Alex. <laughs> We're going to just keep saying Alex, but the point is, thank you for being uh, enthusiastic, both listener and contributor and socializer. That's not even a word. Anyway, to the podcast yeah. group. Yeah. Well, yes. And friend. <laughs>
to the podcast BGM podcast scene. You're appreciated. And to be frank, it's actually quite cool to look back and see how far you've come along from being like a quiet, you know, listener to a guy who would comment sometimes to a guy who created his own group to a guy who created his own show. And you're kind of hitting every note now. So, right. Yeah. It's very awesome. To a guy who started all those fires to a guy who went to jail for 10 years to a guy who got out and redeemed himself to a guy who started more fires. I don't know. (laughs) Well, VGM fires. (laughs) Hot, hot beats, cool anyway, treats. We both appreciate you. So thank you very much, Alex. Take it and away, thanks. Bedroth. <laughs> no, give it back. We're, no. I think we all know by now that the messenger is one of those really humble, modest people who tries not to draw a ton of attention to themselves, but behind the scenes does so, so much to keep uh, community rolling and to keep people connected. So I love taking this opportunity to call the messenger out and maybe embarrass him a little bit. (laughs) And just mention that I know for a fact that the messenger's generosity is multifaceted and enormous. I know, for instance, that he has passed along legitimately won raffle prizes to other members of the VGM community to give them a shot at a prize that he himself had won previously. I also know, and I'm sure that everyone else knows this too, that he's a top contributor to so many of our podcasts, and this is spanning years and years at this point. He regularly gives of himself to listener request shows and episodes. He's got his own VGM podcast now, so really, this guy does it all. And of course, created the VGM podcast fans community, which I think was our first central hub of contact. And all of these efforts by The Messenger have contributed so much into coalescing our group, kept us talking to each other, kept us involved with each other. And I think that we owe so much, basically as a family, to everything that The Messenger has done. So, The Messenger, this is what I have to say to you from me, Keyglyph, and from the rest of this VGM podcast community, which is, you mean so much to us, and you always will.